of the morning to you, Cisa. You smoothie, me ice cold pizza. Cafe, ole, latte, da. You do the Zumba, but I do not. Give me like half a marathon. I'll give you the gospel of St. John. It's been like the wake up on. Cause we both know that it's mercy flows in the morning.
Father God. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Jedline. Lord Jesus, this morning, I want to thank you for everything, God. I can't name it all. You're doing so much, and everything that you do is good. I bind the works of Satan this morning in the name of Jesus. I bind and rebuke spirit of distraction, and I destroy the power of evil witchcraft intent this morning. And I pray, God, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I pray this morning, Father God, tear down my will so that my will becomes your will and your will be done in the name of Jesus. I I, I, I know where I want to go. I know where I got to go, but I got to say something. I talked to several people, and I'm seeing people from long time. I don't know if I'm using the right terminology, but I'm seeing people receive miracles, deadlines, from way back. And and uh, it is the anointing that's resting on this deadline, meaning I got two, yeah, two praise reports, but the but the praise reports were problems that the people had long time, and one of them involved a deaf ear being open. The person could not hear at all their right ear. This one and they can hear. The other one was um, about a finger. <clears throat> and that God straightened the finger up and the person was having excruciating pain. And the finger, I think what said, in their pointer finger, and they didn't even know it until the next day. They, they were going to see a doctor about it because it was so painful. But Jesus healed them and straightened their finger out. Same thing with the deaf ear. All of a sudden, they said, my music was so loud. <laughs> and they couldn't understand it. And so they put their hand over the ear that was supposed to be deaf. Make it here. That is God and only God. And then yesterday it hit me that I needed to pray for cash. But I need to thank all of you that so into this ministry. I want to thank you. I really want to thank you, and I don't take it for granted. I don't take 
Right, Joe? Thank you. <laughs> I don't take one penny that you sow into this ministry for granted. And I want you to know every penny that you sow into this ministry is used for this ministry. And I'm very, very protective of this ministry. Last night, God told me, get my, get my blanket and go in the sanctuary and sit in the chair I sit in and pray and be prepared to pray there, stay there all night. So I got my quilt. I didn't even get a pillow because I knew I, I knew I probably needed to stay awake and pray. As I told you before, angels and stuff. I see them too when they show up, but I see demons, and I saw lots the demons last night. And the Lord was telling me these are the demons manifesting through the spirit, these spirits of distraction. Teaching about here and talking about. Some of the demons, and God was showing me the difference in um in what the demons do. And he was showing me where some of these demons that he was showing me are in the hierarchy of demons. You know, the chain of command. And as I was looking at the demons and the demons were looking back at me, I was looking at the airway spirits, how how many of them um, that there are. And so I just said, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm going to come against these demons I'm seeing and everything. And you know what? I had absolutely no fear. I had no fear. And it's, I would have thought would have had some fear because some of them, some of them were fearful looking. Some of them were, they didn't cause any fear. Some of them were big. Some of them were small. Some of them, because I had questioned God about when Paula White said the angels have landed from Africa. I questioned God about that. I wanted to know, since when did he tell us, or was she just giving out information of what she saw? And I just asked God, I, 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 I said, I don't have to know that, but let me see them. Let me see what they look like. If you just let me see what they look like, I'll discern it, Lord. Because I, you know, I'm not going to God and asking. I just want to. I wanted to see my, for myself. And I saw him, and I started binding and rebuking. 
And I just ask God to undo the works of the devil because I want a manifestation of the angels of God. I don't want no angels, even if, the, if even if, I don't know if, if she was saying that these angels were, I just don't understand a spirit-filled, born-again, blood-bought, blood-redeemed believer having to call no a demons, no angels from Africa. I don't understand that. Maybe, maybe you do. Maybe you can help me out. I don't understand that. The Bible said says. It is God that commands angels anyway. So there are, there are a lot of things happening that I don't understand. So I knew that if I if I humble myself and just ask God, I would get a better understanding. So I just um, all the demons he was showing me. I just began to bind and rebuke. Bind them up their intent, bind up their powers, and 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 I ask God something else. I ask God to show me what a manifestation of the demon thought form and manifestation of the spirit that are conjured up and manufactured through the mind of evil. I asked him, as, as if, if you remember before, I asked him, what was the difference? What was the difference? And how, how do those um, demons interact with those Fallen angels. Or do they? I don't know. But I told God that I was sorry. But I wasn't smart enough to ask him these things before. Because I didn't know. The more I'm living and having to fight these spirits and win, because see, I don't. I just don't believe that this battle. I know certain people gonna gonna you know if you call in a uh, intercessory capacity, then you're gonna fight a long time, forever, because God is using you um, on this earth. to bring light in this dark, dark world we live in. Another thing is that the night we did the shut-in, <clears throat> the night we did the shut-in, and Jose um, hooked up Soul Tracker doing that, doing those 
however how many hours. All he was doing was just showing a little how it works because the software that he has written was not used because he has to process it. So he he filmed, I mean, he recorded some of what was happening. And uh, the Holy Spirit led me to ask him to let me look at it. And when I looked at it, It was so black that it was almost an impenetrable black. Now, I don't know how you, how he um, configured this equipment to capture that. But I saw it. And I didn't see it. Uh, it was so big, and I, and I can't wait to, uh, for him to get through writing this paper and chatting and all that stuff. But I know if I see something, I can ask the Holy Spirit to explain it to me, define it for me, to show me where I need to go to find the definition of it. Especially since I'm going to be doing this thing for the college. So, I'm not done yet. The Lord had me again. Order order some books. I still haven't even unpacked all my all my all my books yet. So I guess it's time to unpack some more of my books. But when the Bible talks about darkness and gross darkness, somebody find that scripture for me. Darkness and gross darkness covering the earth. That is really true. It's, I mean, it's true even from the standpoint of God allowing that blackness to be captured through them sensors that Jose have on soul tracking. And then to tell me to look at it. But one thing that I saw when I looked at it the soul tracker. This darkness tried to cover the believer. And it could not. Because that night in that in this room, everybody in this room was on one accord 
and everybody in this room was in one heart. And that would be to destroy the works of the devil. Period. In one of the in one of the tracks of the soul tracker, I mean, I don't even know how this is doing this. I don't even think Jose knows how it did it. But God allowed it to be opened up. Remember I told you a while back when God sent me here to Dalton. He said, I'm sending you to Dalton because I want you to abide under an open heaven. That's what he told me. And says that God will be your real reward. There's no armor. There's no spiritual armor for your back. You know that, right? There's no spiritual armor for your whole backside. Because God say, what's behind you, I'm going to be your rear reward. Brothers and sisters, please allow God Allow God to make you step out of the boat on the water, fully trusting in him. I know some people right now that's going through some stuff they ain't never been through before in their life. My advice to you this morning, let God handle what's behind you as you step out in faith. Don't be so busy looking at what's behind you that you fail to step over the side of that boat on the water to Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, if it be you, Lord, in the King James, he said, if it be thou, you, Lord, bid me to come. And Jesus told Peter, come. To come. And he came. And he walked. And then not only did he walk, but Bible story, not only is it about Peter's faith, because when he took his eyes off Jesus and looked at his surroundings, he sunk. But something else happened there. You got to see. You got to see God's ability. God supernaturally came. Take Peter's hand 
Now, I don't know about Peter. I ain't never seen him. It ain't nobody, but I would imagine he weighed at least 100 pounds. He was a man. He was a fisherman. He was pretty rugged. with one hand extended to a 150-pound man, lift him up out that water. And this was a man acquainted with water. This was a man acquainted with his provision coming out the water. This was a man that was acquainted with the various tides and waves. And But Jesus... And it had to be a distance because it said Jesus, it said Peter took his eyes off Jesus and allowed that spirit of fear that had been in the boat with him and them other disciples. He overcame that fear for a minute. He overcame that fear long enough. He overcame his fears long enough to step over the side of the boat onto the water and he must have been happy for a second or two. He was walking on water just like when they were on the boat and they first saw Jesus they said, Ah, it's a spirit. They were affrighted. They were afraid. But Peter overcame that fear. Stepped on out. Peter was distracted. Once he was out there on the water, standing up, a liquid became solid, overcoming the laws of nature. But walking on the law of God. Fear not, for I have overcome the world. That's Jesus. So then Jesus takes one hand, extends it to this disciple of his, and the disciple raises up on the, uh, uh, to this liquid that had become solid. That was now liquid and became solid again. Are you getting this this morning? I'm just talking to you. Liquid became solid. Then it became liquid. And then it became solid again. And the Bible says. Jesus and Peter walked back to the ship in the same solid water. And then they extended even further than that until the ship wound up at the shore. I'm trying to tell you this morning how bad that spirit of distraction is. 
It's always been there. Always been there. Now, I don't know what happened to them two people that received those miracles. But I know one thing. They're not distracted by it anymore, and a ear popped up. Excuse me, and a ear popped open, and a finger straightened out. The pain left. The hand became whole, complete, lacking nothing, just like God intended it to be. The finger got saved. The ear got saved. The body. When I saw those demons last night, I just began to bind them. And I just looked at them. And I just began to bind them. And the Holy Spirit said, this is what the Holy Spirit said. <clears throat> now this thing, if you if you knew what was going on around me, Spirit said that demon and those demons that I allowed you to see, they knew they could not come in that sanctuary. I said, why? Because there was nothing in you that was in agreement with them. had been somebody in your in the building. They were looking for somebody in the building in agreement with them that would have given them an open door to come in them and then they would have been used by the devil to torment and harass the hell out of you. I said, oh, I said, oh, and the Lord said, that's why I'm making you conscious of the spirits operating through the people that come close to you. I'm warning you, Tedline.
fear came upon all those men. A spirit of fear. Read it. the way the Lord is, is leading me. Thank you, uh, Jessica and Nadia, and those of you that are helping me. Job chapter 3, verse 25. For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. That's the King James Version. Matthew 14, 26. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit. Because they understood the spirit. They understood that there was a spiritual realm. Way back there then. But the church been trying to keep you so messed up, twisted up, Tied up, tangled up, because basically they don't want to see you get up and walk on the water. Because then they can't control you. Thank God for the churches and the ministers that when they see your potential, when they see God's purpose in you, they immediately um, ordain you. They immediately put you into service. Matthew 14, 26. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. God has not put all in you that he has put in you for you to sit on a hard or soft pew. And receive knowledge that you know, you you know, you've exceeded that. It's okay. It's all right for the student to excel above the teacher. That's the way it's supposed.
some of you have been distracted through fear. Some of you been distracted through fear. I don't have this. Christ Jesus. I say you got everything you need in Christ Jesus. But some of you got to get rid of some of your old no good distractions. And it's time for some of you to step over the side of that boat and God will change the very nature into what it needs to be to be solid for you. Some of you are distracted by looking at the crazy circumstances. But I need to remind you of something. God, I need at least 12 people to write this in the chat room. God, can bring order out of chaos. Did you hear me? God can bring order out of chaos. God can bring tangible substance out of intangible substances. I can prove it. In the beginning, in the beginning, God created. God created something out of an intangible world. And because of the fact that God called you, equipped you, ordained you, established you, what you don't have, he'll create it for you. He'll create it for you. But you won't even give him the opportunity because you're so caught up in your distraction. It goes on to say there, and the earth was what? What was the earth? Chaos. 
Can you find me that? And the husband left Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 through 7. You married. It was void. It was without form. Void. And dark. God's desires to bring into manifestation through his own divine ability for you. For you. It says it was a waste and empty, dark, but the Spirit of God was moving, and it's still moving. It's available for you. When you take his ability and put it with manifested plans for you, it then becomes a tangible substance, empowering you. Providing you with everything that is required to fulfill his original plan for you being created on this earth for such a time as this right now. Right now. It's already started. I'm talking about Genesis 1, 1 through 7, which shows you and me what God is able to do. Now, here's the question. Here's the question. Do you believe it? Do you really believe God did what it says he did in Genesis 1, 1 through 7? Do you really believe he still has that ability and that he can do it? Or have you been I want you to keep on renouncing the spirit of distraction. You can't get deliverance from what you don't believe. 
if you don't believe that God has the ability to take out of you what was never supposed to be in you from the beginning. Yet it has been. And yes, it has been working against you. So what? Change your mind. Change your heart. Change your life. To a life that believes in God's ability for you. For you. And then he'll equip you to go out and win the world for him. It starts with you first. I'm not asking you to go out and walk on the water. I'm asking you to walk all over the spirit of distraction. I'm asking you to see it as a snake, as a serpent, and crush the head of distraction. I'm talking about a spirit. I'm talking about an evil, foul, unclean spirit that means you and me no good. I'm talking about possessing God's own Holy Spirit and giving the devil no more opportunity to come against you because you didn't realize it's only a distraction. Work on it and get ready to be delivered from every distraction that the devil has placed in your life. You know, once those things are out, they are void. They, they have a, they, they, there's a void. And God wants to fill that void with all that he is, brothers and sisters, with all that he is, with all of his ability. In you, fulfilling his will through his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus. The more I'm learning about it, the more I hate spirit of distraction. I had to get to be 70 years old. You don't have to. 
It'll extend your life far beyond mine. It is war. And I'm declaring it right now. Hey. 